At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 416. July 13th, 2020. The record high on this date occurred in 1936 when it was 105 degrees and it was as chilly as 50 degrees on two occasions, 1926 and 1990. So they wouldn't have been swimming in 1990. Joe, welcome back. Last Thursday, my uh, buddy John and I were fishing on Lake Minnetonka and we remarked about every hour, man, you can tell which shorelines were treated with aquaside and which ones should call aquaside. The difference in shorelines was remarkable. The aquaside beaches and shorelines were truly weed-free and others totally weeded. And yes, we caught fish along the aquaside shorelines. Barry writes that, talking about aquaside, of course, that'll keep your beach free of weeds all summer long. And if you can come up with a better swimming summer than this one, let me know. It's just a long, long stretch of swimming. And uh, if you need that beach cleaned up, get a hold of my friends at Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company. The, uh, there's no need to let weeds overtake your pond. They got the products that'll take care of it, and uh, they'll take care of everything from weeds to algae control. They got the rakes and the cutters, everything you need. Aquaside.com or call Aquaside at 1 800 328 9350. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushire. Let's get the FITBA out of the way. FITBA. FITBA. Where do we stand on the uh, losing the name Washington Redskins? It's got to go. I think it really should. And by the way, don't email and say, why don't they just change it to a potato? That's nonsense. Stop it. The name's got to go. Be a welcome change, I think. And the other emails we don't need are, well, what about the Vikings? They pillage. What about giants? That encourages obesity. Now, none of those are analogous. It's time. It's long past time for that. I think as Name we, to be retired. I think as we have learned the last what, three months, four months, sports, however important we really thought it was prior to this, right. really it's not that big of a deal to call somebody the Blue Sox, Pink Sox, but to call them the Redskins uh, has an but impact. Here's what I find funny about it. Daniel Snyder, the owner, uh, years ago said, they will never change. We are never going to change. He doesn't. I don't think he realized at the time how much more money he's going to make on the new name right. and the new licensing right. and all the new apparel he's going to be able to sell well, the because only of the name change. The, hello? The Hi. only reason he's changing the name is because the pressure he's getting from FedEx and Nike yeah, and Coke. Yep. And uh, obviously he's finally seen the wisdom. I don't know that his heart has changed, but he certainly is going to see the impact on his bank account if he doesn't do it. Right. It needs to be done. It's an appalling, uh, appalling name. And I, I, are we all guilty of not 
saying that 30 years ago we should have been saying that? I, I don't know. Uh, uh, what it will do is set in uh, a chain reaction. Do, do the Kansas City Chiefs have to remove their name? I think that's the first domino to fall because I think others will fall just because of public pressure and, as you mentioned, corporate sponsors. Do the Atlanta Braves have to change their name? I talked to Roycey this morning. We did the baseball podcast, and he said that Atlanta has already announced that they will not be changing their name but that they are going to remove the organized tomahawk chop from their from their stance. Well, the, the term redskin is bad, yes. Yeah. Uh, brave, uh, I guess less offensive, but to what offensive level is it to Native Americans? I don't know. Keep in mind that the mayor of Duluth, this precious Emily Larson, uh, <laughs> wants the, her administration to no longer use the word chief. Right. I, I have to tell you that I was driving through the Mille Lacs tribal area Oh, last week, and there apparently there's some tribal elections taking place, and one of the guys named Baloo has signs all over, uh, vote for Baloo, I'm, I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name, for chief executive. <laughs> so okay. so uh, it's okay with the Mille Lacs Band of Ojibwe to use the word chief, but uh, the terribly woke uh, Duluth uh, mayor uh, wants to give us a tongue lashing about our lack of knowledge. Yikes. What about the Hawks, Such Blackhawks? The Blackhawk Nation loves that name and would encourage the Blackhawks to not change their name, is the story the I've always heard. Yeah. The logo, too? Well, the logo is so handsome. It's the best logo in sports. It's just the best logo. In sp- I mean, compare that logo to the laughing Indian that the Cleveland Indians got Chief away with. For, yeah. Chief Wahoo, for God's sakes. <laughs> Now, but it is going to set in motion uh, some inevitable changes, and it will get silly. I predict. I predict that uh, uh, the Freedom from Religion Foundation will pile into the uh, 1959 Red Pontiac ambulance hearse. <laughs> there they go, <laughs> and they're going to race out to Anaheim and say the Angels has to go. Oh, oh yeah, you're oh, right. Whoa, hadn't even thought of that one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, of course. No, it doesn't. That it, it uh, doesn't, of course. Saints. Saints, yeah. Keep it. Let's go. But right, Redskins is bad. Needs to go. Yeah, I'm. I'm in total agreement. It should. Well, and a few years ago, it was the basketball team. The Washington Bullets changed their name to the Wizards. You know, because of public pressure. Mm-hmm. But magical. There's no. Uh, there's no end to this uh, cancel culture. Uh, it's a. It's a dreadful. Dreadful situation. I want to give you an example. Uh, I have many examples. Did everybody have a great week off? It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I spent the better part of it in western South Dakota. And, boys, that's a different planet compared to what we're dealing with here in the metro. Are you telling me that Trump doesn't need to spend a lot of campaign money out there? You know, um, just a personal observation, I would say I don't think the budget needs to be that big. He's pretty much got that one locked up. If Mm -hmm. you're out on a lake, you can... uh, uh, Lake goers, if you're on a boat, if you're... There's a lot of Trump flags. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. There's a lot of Trump flags. What lake were you on? Uh, My kids were on Minnetonka. Yeah. There's Trump flags on Minnetonka? Yes. Huh. I got uh, news for you, crackers. There's uh, there's Trump signs all over out in the country. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. he owns the rural areas. Mm-hmm. By the way, last week I was here putting together some best ofs. We really mm-hmm. had some good shows. Andrew Town, um, 
uh, McClanahan calling in for the 40th. Yeah. I put out a request for people. It said, email me to see what you had. And uh, That's why we were getting so many emails. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't see those. I just said, send me a rookie at Garage Logic. And then Friday, I gave him a little crusher dose. And uh, that was one of the greatest shows ever, Joe. And you kept going, we need to get down to business. People were like, no, I've got a crusher story in Milwaukee. <laughs> and there were good stories. It was That was Let a me, great uh, show. Let me get back to the cancel okay. culture and uh, uh, the sports names. It, it's this bad. Uh, a fellow named Bob Unanu, who was the head of uh, Goya Foods. Have you guys seen this Mm-mm. story? No. He appeared at the White House uh, for a Hispanic prosperity initiative. Uh, he appeared on Thursday, and he said Americans were blessed to have Trump as a leader. And uh, you... Unanu, head of New Jersey-based company, said Friday that there's now a boycott uh, on his uh, food products because he he violated the culture code. He praised Trump and thanked him and and uh, donated a million cans of chickpeas to the poor. What are chickpeas, Rick? <clears throat> chickpeas are uh, they're little round, uh, pale. A peas that you would put in maybe like a pea soup or something like that. They're okay. they're they're a good add-on. All right. Uh, This fellow said, uh, I'm not apologizing. For God's sakes, uh, the Wall Street Journal defended this guy in an editorial today. In other words, he was polite to his host. He was polite to his host. Sure. And what the cancel culture is not taking into consideration is, in 2012, this guy was called by Michelle Obama, who wanted to approach the African-American community, the Hispanic community, to eat more nutritionally. Yunanu went on to say he went to the White House and introduced President Obama during an event for Hispanic Heritage Month. And he says, so you're allowed to talk good or to praise one president, but when I was called to be part of this commission to aid in economic educational prosperity and make a positive comment, all of a sudden that's not acceptable. He went on to say, I am not apologizing for anything. If you're called by the President of the United States, you're going to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm busy, no thank you. I didn't say that to the Obamas, and I didn't say that to President Trump. Hmm. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Well, well the signif- it's, it's so true, Joe. I mean, if you acknowledge, even acknowledge the President uh, Trump exists, yep. boom, you're canceled. You're, yep. you're, you're, you're gone. Mm-hmm. The significance of chickpeas, Joe, I, I looked these up. Uh, with him donating this, they're a rich source of vitamins, minerals, and fibers, and they offer a variety of health benefits, improving digestion, adding weight man- aiding weight management, and reducing the risk of several de- diseases. They're also high in protein and make an excellent replacement for meat in vegetarian and vegan That's diets. That's what hummus, right? Isn't hummus made out of yeah, chickpeas? Yeah, so can it would we be get, mashed. Can we yeah. get back to the... Because, uh, Such, you, you hit something that I've been obsessing about for a long time. You, you go to Twitter, trending Twitter, Chuck Woolery t- trending. I click on Chuck Woolery's name. You know who he is, right? I don't. I don't. Host. Two minutes, two seconds. Show. Yeah, the dating game show. show host. He's been around forever. Uh, and he's being canceled because he's a Trump supporter. You go to um, also trending The View. It's that show that Rookie holds hands with the wife. With right. Love that. that show. Love watching yeah. that show. The yeah. hate. M- Megan McCain is on that show. She is not anti-Trump, so or, or she's a, a, a right, you know, a conservative. Mm-hmm. So she's being canceled. Mm-hmm. Anybody who supports the president is being canceled. Anybody. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That that's, is B as in B, S as in S. And that's why, you know, Kenny, speaking about that, I think, you know, people are portraying, you know, oh, he's down in the polls. 
I don't think any of that matters because the people that are going to vote for him in November are just, they're not saying anything right now. It's you the want another silent prediction? majority. It, it, it's yeah. those of us, are, the, the people on the right, that don't yell and scream and shout and cry and don't go on Twitter and, and the face box and everything else. And they're going to vote him into office again. The people who uh, are canceling culture are, are going to become, if not already, they're so emboldened by their own successes that they will begin to do more and more of this. I wasn't being facetious when I said the name angels will come under attack. They're doing it because they can. Right, they're and getting they're, away with it. And they're, and they're pleased with themselves that they can cause this kind of turmoil and disruption. They're having enjoyment from this. And so we could go through all the list of sports names, uh, and I don't want those emails. I think it's silly. But what what's going to happen is uh, the Redskins will not be the first name to have to change. Nope. That's that's a guarantee. And and if I don't know where to be on Chiefs, uh, the Flores uh, Seminoles, the Seminole Nation wants that name to be kept. Uh, I don't know what what it would take for people to. Uh, to approve the chief's name, for example. I have no idea. And the outcry is coming from those who think another group is offended by it. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Well, but but believe me, there there are plenty of Native Americans who are sure. offended by Redskins. I'm, I'm I'm excluding them because I also think that that name needs to go. But I'm talking about the other groups that are mm-hmm. they're saying, well, we're we're going to take care of this for you. Well, no, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be taken care of by a mob. Right. A cancel culture mob that's beyond reproach. It's just pathetic. It's You know, I, 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 during the week off, I didn't get, I never felt rejuvenated. Uh, Did you put the phone away? Did you stop reading the news? No. See, that's the problem. You got unplugged, that's, bro. That, that's why, Joe. But I... I I, I'm going to expound on that. I did some things. I went to the uh, homeless encampment at Powderhorn. Uh, I wanted to put it in context so that when I'm talking about it, if it comes up, I know what I'm describing. And it's a bad scene. It's a, it's a, it's a very sad, sad scene. And something needs to be done. And because nothing will be done, because these activists who have no life experience on the city council, their inability to be, they're, they're, they can't be judgmental. They, they can't be firm. They can't make decisions. They're fools. They're adult fool, uh, children. And it's a shame that city as recently as, what, two years ago held a Super Bowl? Yeah. Mm. And that city is spiraling out of control. It's, it's just pathetic. Uh, so is downtown St. Paul, for example. I mean, Mears Park just had to, they finally came in and swept through Mears Fark, uh, Park uh, only to discover that it's white suburban kids that come down there and sell drugs to the homeless people. And so yep. Mears, Mears Park becomes a, a trash heap. So that got cleaned up. Back to, uh, back to the uh, sad situation at Powderhorn. From what I could tell, pretty much the eastern half of the park, not eastern half, but the eastern uh, perimeter of the park has pretty much been surrendered to a tent city. And uh, for the very, and I took my scooter because I always take scooters to things like this because it's just nimble. You can get in and out of places, and don't have to worry about parking. Right, good escape so, route. And it's a Yamaha scooter. They sell them at uh, EcoFun, e- which I'll get to in a moment. But uh, in in the time that I was there, a fight broke out, and there was yelling and screaming. And I got an idea. This. Ridiculous purchase of a of a former vegetable warehouse by the governor for a morgue, which he'll never need. Right. 
uh, let's copy a little bit of what we saw in uh, Seattle. Seattle is dying. Why not convert those into livable units in there? It's big. It's a big place. And the condition for you being granted a room there or rooms is that you must get treatment if you're an addict, that you must receive help and help will be provided. And, And because... These aren't people at Powderhorn who decided arbitrarily, you know what, I think I just want to live in a tent. No, they've got terrible problems that are not being addressed. And we have the wrong leadership in place to address these serious problems. I would take that warehouse, and I'd figure out a way to convert it into uh, uh, healthy living units and then make it available to people on the condition that once there, they have to receive treatment, and then they get a new start on their life. Well, that's what we saw in pay, Seattle. You willing to pay for this? Yes. Yes, I am. I, th- okay, I think that's, where, that's where your arguments are going to come from. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be bellied up to the Minnesota's teat once again. Okay, well, Kelly, this, get, wait, and, quiet, and, everyone, quiet. I already had to pay $6.5 million for a building under false pretenses. And you're so, going to pay the same amount to have it turned into housing. Well, my my position is that I'm providing an answer uh, because I get a lot of emails from people who say, well, you talk big, but what's the solution? Okay, there's my solution to Powderhorn. In fact, I just zero in on Powderhorn and say, you now have a standing invitation. We have created a new living uh, experience called whatever. and But on condition that when you're there, you must receive help. I would take it one step further, Joe. In the interest of self-worth, have some type of production line or product where uh, while they're getting help, while they're living there, they can make a product that will be sellable, a a real product, not just something, a a charity case, that they can sell to the product. So first of all, they feel worthy. They're earning something. They're productive members of society. And that's a a big step for them. Now I think we're getting somewhere. I, I, I mean... Rookie's idea is basic, but Rookie's idea is proven to work yep. uh, in past time, downtimes in this country. We all hear about hobos, right? Yep, yep. Uh, a, a lot of people, when hobos came knocking on their door, they said, yeah, we'll give you a meal, we'll give you what you need, but here's a shovel, here's an axe, get busy. But my, so, my, solution, my solution is a 100% solution compared to anything that's been offered up so far. And what's been offered up is, again... These people are being considered as less than. The, the, the progressive Mysterian mindset is to husband these people, to pretend that they're taking care of them when they're not. They're providing nothing for these people. And by allowing them to overrule, uh, overrun a, a beautiful urban park, all they're doing is diminishing the life experience for not only the homeless people, but everyone around Powderhorn Park. And all of that sounds great in theory, but the only problem is... You also are failing to account that people want to work. People want to yeah, go out, and, and, and that's exactly. the problem. Fine. And that's the one. Go ahead, Joe. Well, is it true that prisoners in Minnesota still make license plates? Is that uh, true? I, I'll, I'll look that up. Pro, the process has changed. It's well, no let longer the, Okay, have a, have a license plate uh, manufacturing line or something i I, i'm all for the idea of maybe there's some tie-in to uh the pandemic that uh that there could be some sort of uh, assembly lines there for something i i don't know my point is what the what the city council and park board of minneapolis is doing is exactly the wrong thing Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's the wrong thing. St. Cloud Prison no longer operates a license-making operation. It stopped in 2008, and the function is being done at Minnesota's newest prison, uh, the facility in Rush City. Okay. So they are in Rush City. My point being, my point being, that you're going to have to think outside the box, and you're going to have to get innovative, and you're going to have to tackle this problem because it's one of the it's one of the many ways Minneapolis is spiraling out of control, and it's one of the many ways that Minneapolis is becoming. 169. What's their budget shortfall? 169 million. Yep. It, they. It, it's it's. It just well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I said I go to these places on my scooter. That's a Yamaha S Max. You can get one at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. But most principally, you can get the Bintelli e-bikes. Five levels of electric assist. Biking has now caught the world's attention. Biking is the is the rave of the pandemic. They have them at EcoFun. Also, smaller scooters that get about seventy five miles to the gallon. Uh, fantastic. They turn errands into adventures. Yamaha motorcycles. Great uh, youth recreational equipment. Helmets, clothing. Great service department. Tim sends a truck through town. Every day, he picks up uh, his customers, whatever they need working on, takes it back to Forest Lake, services it, returns it to them. It's a really, really one-stop shopping at EcoFun Motorsports. It's in downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Oh, 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 fellas, fellas. What you got, Brock? You need a new deck? Boy, I can get you a new deck. G. Eller, Chris Miller, the owner of Aim High Construction, based right here in the Twin Cities. He can get you a deck or roof or any other things you might need around your home or office. So we gave Chris the go-ahead to redo our kitchen deck and retaining wall a couple of weeks ago. Aim High, they did the deck last week when we were away on vacation. And oh, goodness gracious almighty, you wouldn't believe this thing. It is so beautiful. Talk about curb appeal. Instead of having this pathetic pile of old scrap wood hanging off the back of my house, that, by the way, I have to stain every year in order to cover up the yuck. We now have a showpiece. It is unbelievable. I can't wait to see the results of the kitchen redo. The website, aimhighconstructionmn.com, and they're going to help with design consultation if you're thinking about a kitchen, bath, finishing off a basement, whatever. And they'll work with your budget, too. They're certainly working with ours. Uh, just because you don't have a lot of money to spend, it doesn't mean that the work or the look will be compromised. We don't have a lot to spend, and my, oh, my, is this deck a Oh, I can't even say enough. They provided great ideas for our kitchen, so I'm really excited. Uh, I'm really excited to see what they do. And I know I've been chatting up designs and remodels, etc., etc. Don't go thinking that roof job is out of the question or it might not interest them. Not only are they going to do it, they'll have that baby banged out in a matter of a day or two. So you name it, they'll do it, and they do it with pride, skill, and an eye for detail. And keeping, this is what I was really impressed with last week, keeping the customer involved and updated for every step of the process. Again, again, it's aimhighconstructionmn.com. Put your project in the hands of somebody who gives a rip about you and your project. And for me, it's the GLers at aimhighconstructionmn.com. I love them. I want to read you a letter from State Senator Mark Corrin, Coran. 
Hi, Joe. Longtime listener. You have been discussing and seeking ways to get competent candidates to run in St. Paul and Minneapolis. I, too, have been focusing on local elections, and it's very difficult because of the cancel culture. Many who would traditionally seek these positions won't for fear of their livelihoods being attacked. I also feel your pain as a fellow St. Paulite. I'm a frogtowner, where St. Paul will always be home and was such a great city. I regularly seek and support candidates for the state, House, and Senate. I can tell you this year we have some of the best Republican candidates in St. Paul and Minneapolis. In fact, I believe for the first time in many years, we have 67 Republican candidates for the Senate. Will they win? A few can, but more importantly, I believe they are clearing the path to hear an alternative message to those currently occupying those offices. There is hope. Today, we all agree those who occupy the leadership in the salon have no real-world experience. All have had jobs with no measurable outcomes. You had Joe Anthony, the Minneapolis attorney, talk about the referendum for a strong mayor position. I believe this would be a good start, but the key missing component not talked about is the system of voting, which has brought the most incompetent leadership to date. Both cities have implemented ranked choice voting in the last few elections. This method of voting is tantamount to participation trophies for elections with everyone running to participate, not necessarily running to win, and it ultimately is a crapshoot on the actual winner. None of the proposed benefits have ever been achieved, but it's clearly a method bringing the most radical activists with each successive election. I believe in addition to the strong mayor charter, the voting method is equally important and must go back to a plurality system. I also love how you painfully try to seek common sense solutions for our government and its impact on our lives. I can tell you from the perspective of being a state employee, 18 years, a private business person selling services to the government, 19 years, and now serving as a state senator, that our government is now more powerful than the citizens it serves. Its power now supersedes the legislative and executive body that can be weaponized by the executive body. The gross disdain the government delivery machine has for the legislative body is unbelievable. This comes with those who are emboldened by the process of protection built in in the public unions. Remember, Joe, what our government willfully withholds is far more damaging than the lies they tell. This is so evident on every daily update provided on COVID. They leave out key elements which remove context. Those of us who have a little common sense know when it doesn't smell right. It's likely a lie, and I know you've spoken to Tom Hauser, who's trying but gets blocked from the administration. The administration doesn't like being challenged. Good luck, and if you ever want to discuss the what, how, and why our government performs the way it does, I'd love to share my thoughts with you. Thank you, State Senator Mark Coran of North Branch. And yes, I've left a message for him, and we will book him for the podcast. Nice. We will book him for the podcast. So I, I have smelled a rat about elections for a long time. Uh, a, a, we have taken something that did not need repair, and we've completely ruined it. We have fixed something that wasn't broken, which is the worst thing you can do. And uh, here, here's a story out of uh, Atlanta. Uh, in a presidential election year, there's always a push to get people registered to vote. For one Atlanta family, that push got interesting. Ron Tim said he checked his mail Wednesday and found a voter registration application addressed to Cody Timms, his cat, who died 12 years ago. <laughs> what? what? Mm-hmm. Kitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who'd the cat vote for? The Timms were surprised and a bit amused when they saw Cody uh, when they saw what Cody received in the mail. See, that's the problem. This this story is going to be passed off as just a cute, 
sidebar. But it's a there's problem. Nothing, there's yeah. nothing funny about this. How many dead cats are getting uh, going to homes where they're going to use the they're going to use that to vote? Or dead people, right? Uh, it says uh, there's a huge push, but they're trying to register cats. I'm not sure what else they're trying to register. This is the guy. The Secretary of State's office said the application did not come from its office and that third-party groups often use mailing lists to get names and addresses. Third-party groups all over the country are targeting Georgia to help register qualified individuals, the Secretary of State's office said in a statement. This group makes you wonder what these out-of-town activists are really doing. Make no mistake about it, the office is dedicated to investigating all types of fraud. The Secretary of State's office said it's quite sure that even if Cody were still alive and allowed, uh, had showed up at the polls, he would not be allowed to vote since he does not have a license or state ID. If you're wondering uh, how Cody would have voted if, uh, if he could go to the polls, the owner said he was a Democrat. Get it? See, so this, uh, hold on, this, hold on, hold on. Uh, do, do that again. <clears throat> the uh, owner said he was a Democrat. Hey. Here's the problem, folks. That ain't funny. That's not funny. It's kind of funny. I didn't no, laugh. It's not, it's, a, it, it's not funny. It's going to be passed off all over the any newspaper that picks it up. It's a little bright. Cold, those are called brights. Oh, look at this. A cat, <laughs> a cat got a register. Well, you no. know what else is going to happen? So the, the, the election's November 3rd. All that this means is we're going to be tied up in lawsuits for months after that. Mm-hmm. We have fixed something that wasn't broken. There is a, there's a dark force behind this. I haven't totally identified it. Uh, and what it's going to result in is, uh, in this case, if Trump wins re-election, uh, as Reavers said, months if not years of lawsuits, uh, and if Biden wins, uh, who knows? Oh, what, we, we know what, what the dark force is, Suit. So it's the mystery. It's the salon. I mean, it's the mystery. It's yeah. ongoing. Let's talk about what we were just talking about off the air, your column of last week and the renting versus owning situation here in the Twin Cities. A woman uh, named Carol Becker, who is undoubtedly a Mysterian, uh, a proud progressive, she's on the board of Estimate and Taxation in Minneapolis. And she, read a, uh, uh, she wrote a guest editorial last week in the Minneapolis paper that I found terribly intriguing. And I called her and had a chat with her. And... Uh, what she uh, she's a Mysterian, but she's considered now a heretic by other Mysterians because she does not believe that Minneapolis and St. Paul should be majority rental cities, which they now are. Mm. St. Paul and Minneapolis are now majority rental cities. No good can come from that. And she went on to point out that one of the surest ways to build wealth for a family of color, for example, well, any any family, but particularly any family, any family but particularly a family of color who's been shut out of the process is home ownership. And she said, there's no homes to buy because the renters, the uh, developers in the city council act in concert to only create what they believe to be their virtue signaling, which is urban density. They think they're saving the earth by this. They think they're, uh, you know, eliminating the automobile. The 2040 plan for example, is nothing more than the elimination of single-family housing in the automobile. That's it. That's the 2040 plan. That's so the 2040 it, plan. Is a little bit of this, is a little bit of Hanlon's razor creeping in here? Do you think they knowingly want these uh, cities to be rental, whatever, progressive for rentals? 
Do, are, do, do they know what they're doing to the tax base, I guess is what my question is. Well, you have a city councilwoman in St. Paul named Mitra Jalali who ran on a platform of, I'm, I'm a renter, I'm going to represent you renters, and she's gleeful that the city council just passed 7 to nothing an ordinance that makes it virtually impossible to be a landlord. That's the other irony. A, a landlord, uh, under the new ordinance, a landlord would have to write to city uh, write a letter to the city council explaining why he or she was, was, would not be renewing a tenant's lease. And the city council will decide, not the guy who pays the taxes and maintains the building. The city council will decide. Wow. You can't look at felonies past a certain length. You can't uh, consider uh, misdemeanors. You can't. You can't. You. In other words, uh, the salon looks at the rental population as people victimized by right. white privilege, right. which have built homes, single-family homes, and so so they're out to their their way to remedy this is to stack people up in these. God awful apartment buildings. They're being built everywhere, and and so as a renter, a you have no ore in the water. Uh, you're not paying property taxes. The building is, and and b you're not accumulating any wealth. You're not able to build your wealth. Chris, should we tell them, Chris, or should we keep it our secret? I probably keep it our secret. No, well, I, I have to tell them. I have to well, tell them. We're both landlords. We both own property that we rent. And you know who's profiting from that? Hmm. Us. <laughs> the renters are giving me money to pay my bleeping mortgage, and I'm earning all the equity. You're, my God. You're, you're resting my case. I That's know exact, we are. There's a one I know. Si- there's I know. A one, shush. There's a $1.6 billion transfer of wealth to property managers and developers every year in Minneapolis. Imagine wow. the wealth that could be accumulated by families if that yes. $1.6 billion yes. could be used to buy their own housing. And according to Carol Becker, there are no houses to buy because that's not what the housing policies are dictating. They're dictating this f- dystopian future of stacked on top of each other rental properties. But it also goes back to a point that we had made in the first segment of today's show. It's also... Because one of the reasons why I've never had an issue finding someone is the property that I was renting out is virtually maintenance-free. People don't want to do that kind of stuff. They want to live easy. They don't want to have to cut their grass. They don't want to have to shovel their well, own you're, snow. Well, you're, 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 uh, you're talking about something That's, completely different that no. has nothing to do with what I'm talking no, about. No, 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 no. Listen to me, Joe. We were talking in the first segment <laughs> well, about how him, people don't want to work. And this is exactly what we're talking about right now. People don't want to have to do all of the things associated with home ownership. They want it easy. That's well, what I'm I, getting I, at. I, 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 again, that's, that's not analogous to what I'm saying. Even if they want to own a home, there are none. That's what I'm saying. They can't get a leg up on the accumulation of their own wealth. The only housing that's being provided in the Twin Cities is rental. And it's very dismissive of you and very easy for you to say they're doing that because they're playing to a crowd that doesn't want to work. Yes. No, no, that's not how the salon views it at all. The salon views it as if if Lisa Bender, for example, who made that preposterous claim that calling 911 comes from a place of privilege, what do you think she possibly thinks of single-family homeownership? She views that as racism. You white people all have houses. We're going to fix that. 
We're going to move into your neighborhood. We're going to let developers turn them into fourplexes. We're going to. We're going to. That's what's happening, Chris. It has nothing to do with people not wanting to work. No, Chris is right. You're both right, but Chris is very right, Such. But it, maybe it's not analogous. But Lisa Bender. She, she obviously doesn't know her ass from her elbow because I am in the working-class district of South Minneapolis. The guy right next to me, homeowner, black guy. The guy across my alley, homeowner, and both these guys working and working long hours, homeowner. Good. You know, so, Good. And the, the guy two houses down, uh, Mexican, um, a family of Mexican people, Spanish, whatever. Uh, hard workers, and they own the joint. Okay, here's the larger problem, according to Becker who's been a long-time advocate, this uh, Carol Becker. She said the median price of a home in Minneapolis might be about, what, 250 245 250 Yeah, that's about right. Yep. And, and the mortgage might cost you, what, 1300 a month? Yeah, right around a grand. Yep. Okay, okay. That's what you're being charged to live in the stacked boxes they're building. Her point is there are many, many families that want to go and pay the $1,300 a month for a house instead of renting. There are no homes. There's no mar- well, Yeah, there's no... There are no talking homes. To, talking to my son, who's looking for a house to rent just like this one, he said, if we were going to rent this house from somebody, it would be 1700 a month. And that's a, a significant amount over what I, my mortgage payment is. Well, I, I'm just telling you. The salon looks at housing as their means of alleviating what they believe to be the oppressed. And so, and again, because it's a salon, they're doing exactly the wrong thing. Exactly the wrong thing. They're stacking you up and putting you in rental properties where you never recover your money. You never recover your money. You're just pissing it away every single month. In the meantime, there's a $1.6 billion transfer of wealth between the renters and the property owners and developers. I'm a capitalist full-fledged, and I'm all for property development, and I'm all for, for guys like you being landlords. But the housing policies that are created by the people in the salon who don't have a clue what they're doing are detrimental to the creation of single-family homes. They're not and, being created. And single-family homes and building equity in a home is, like you've said over and over and over again, that's, that's the key. That, you know, we paid seventy two five for this pile of crap house in uh, 1997. <laughs> We're selling it at a far, far, far higher number. Well, I'm so old, I paid twenty seven grand for our first house in 1973 and yeah. sold it for a hun. In 1987. Yep. And well, that's, how it, that's how it goes with homes and, <laughs> and real estate and Lakeshore and most other things like that. That was the one you Marjorie brought up on air, right? <laughs> so on what? That was the yeah, one Marjorie yeah, brought yeah, up that's, on air. That's okay. right. Yeah, yeah. Got it. The, it, the huh? year she broke down your paycheck. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Damn near had my tax records in her purse. Oh, that was so funny. Oh. The look Hang on, your on face. Marjorie. Yeah. Hang on, Marjorie. I know you're 100, but you're the first guest book for the fair 2021, Marjorie. Oh. Yeah, hang on. Oh, just a minute, it's almost, kid. It's almost as if one of us fed her that. Yeah, Matthew. it really is. Penny. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew. Well, let's continue to talk about the, the dire straits we're in with our elected uh, officials. Uh, Walls is a failure, in my estimation. He's a complete failure. 
Fry is a complete failure. Uh, did you see now where the federal government has denied a request from yep. Walls yeah. for funds to help rebuild this? Walls, you let this happen. Yep. This is your fault, Walls. You let it happen. Does he ever hear that from people? Or the, the obsequious factotums around him probably say, another great uh, press conference on the pandemic today, Timmy. Right. Well, and what's sad is he's the one that had to step in for Fry. Yeah. <laughs> Bail it right. Oh. He submitted the request earlier this month, citing estimates that put damage to public buildings and infrastructure at $15.6 million. On top of that, 1,500 businesses suffered damage from fires and looting that was expected to top $500 million. And the Fed said... Uh, uh, Figure it out. The Fed said, uh, you, you're, out. That's your, well, basically, they said, that's your problem. Uh, that, that's your problem. Now... Now, on the one hand, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Walls had this thrown back in his face. But on the other hand, all it's going to do is cost Minnesotans that much more. But, again, why, why should the, the rancher in Kentucky be responsible for what happened here? I, I fully support the, federal, the, the decision by the right. federal government. Right, which would have been your tax dollars coming back here to Minnesota. Now it's going to be additional tax dollars that are going to go to Minnesota before they ever come back here from Washington. Right. Because these these frauds and these these incapable people are going to raise taxes now to cover their deficits and their budget shortfalls and the rebuilding of infrastructure, all of which the governor of Minnesota let happen. He let it happen. And Fry let it happen. It's just bricks and mortar, Joe. Uh, in a statement, a spokesman for Governor Wall said the governor is disappointed that the federal government declined his request for financial support from FEMA to help Minnesota rebuild. Uh, as we navigate one of the most difficult periods in our state's history, we look for support from our federal government to help us through. In other words, you want your hand held, Walls, and you blew it. In a statement, a FEMA rep confirmed the request had been denied, saying it was determined that the impact to public infrastructure is within the capabilities of the local and state governments to recover from. FEMA says the governor has 30 days to appeal the decision. Governor Walz's office said they will consider all options. So we're, you know what we are here? We're really stuck between a rock and a hard place. On the one hand, we would like what we've already paid in taxes. See, this is a tough one. Two wrongs don't make a right. On the one hand, the money that would be coming back to Minnesota under Walls's request to FEMA is money that Minnesotans have already paid to the government in taxes, along with the ranchers in Kentucky and the hardware store owner in Tulsa and whatever. You follow my meaning yeah. here? Yeah. There's a big pile of tax money out there, even though the debt's unsustainable. And so that's our money that would be that he's calling for to come back here and help fix. But what essentially he's saying is, you know, I really screwed up. Would you send me the money to fix the repairs I could have prevented? And FEMA uh, is saying, no, you do it. So now, now where are we? This is where we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. So now we're not going to get money back that we've already paid into Washington. We're going to have to create our own new f uh, pool of right. money right here in the state of Minnesota to fix what walls allowed to be ruined and fry allowed to be ruined because they're not competent people but correct me if i'm wrong fema the agency they're responsible for you know the hurricane katrina wipes out you know new Orleans. That, that, that's what that burst. money is set aside for correct 
Yep. Yeah. But, so so Walls, Walls was trying to get away with you know, making a claim that this public uh, rioting and looting was so significant that he needs an emergency funding approach to help him solve it. Uh, and FEMA, maybe thinking of hurricanes and tornadoes, said, go bleep yourself. Wow. Or they could acquiesce. I mean, he's got 30 days to appeal. He claims he will appeal. I don't know. If he failed the first time, I don't know what, what's what he going to change yeah. in the appeal. So, I mean, you want to cheer is what you, you want to cheer the wisdom of FEMA because the government never displays wisdom. They throw money around and mail billions of dollars to dead people and get voting applications to dead cats. And they're, they're, it's just a giant incompetent mess. So you want to be able to cheer when they see, when you look at that and they say, well, they denied this request for public spending, except it's going to hit us. It's, we might be cheering if it was Kansas. But no, it's us, and we're going to get hit in the pocketbook now. But Taxes does, will have to go up. But it does go along the lines of your rant the other day about the protest for, you know, was it a singer over in whatever country? It's kind of analogous to that. because They've done that again. The local Nigerian Oromo community, Foghorn that. The Oromo community, whoever the hell they are, quit blocking our freeways because some singer you love died in Nigeria. Huh. We didn't shoot him. Right. What the hell is this? doesn't take long for activists to get the picture, does it? Boy, hey, I'll no. tell you what we'll do. What can we possibly do to help you, Oromo? What, you, you lost some folk singer in a bloody shootout in Abu Dhabi or wherever the hell he was. What has that got to do with keeping me from getting to work? Mm. I don't get it. I, nothing. 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 Yeah, nothing. meanwhile... People are getting pulled out of their cars and robbed and flogged and beaten at gunpoint. And, you know, we've got all these real-world problems. But Did you guys see the numbers focus on the folks in there. Chicago over the 4th of July? Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow. Yep. And it's getting bad here, too. Yeah. I, it, what, we, don't need, what Chris, I, we don't need a police department. No, Come no, on. no. We're going to reimagine public safety, What Joe? do you think of President Trump's latest ad? The 911 call? I like the ad. It's clever. It's clever without doing anything. It is, but I don't need to see it when I'm watching the news with my 8- and 5-year-old at 8.30 in the morning. Do they routinely call 911? That one's one's, uh, on (laughs) early in the morning. I think he cooked himself by pardoning Roger Stone. I think he did, too. Well, you knew he was going to. Jury found him guilty. I'm sorry. Jury found him guilty. Uh, You're going to jail. Uh that was an act of presidential corruption, as far as I'm concerned. Take me to jail. Well, what it does then, what, what, essentially what he's, what he's doing is, is disabusing the American public of the notion that our judicial system works. He's right. saying, you know, I don't think it worked in this case, so therefore I'm not, a, I'm not abiding by it, and I have this great uh, power invested in me, so I'm not going to let my buddy go to jail. All right, so the comeback from people is going to be, well, what about Obama pardoning, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but I don't think this guy's done either yet, though. Yeah. I don't think he's done. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's just, it, again, I, it, it's, we used to be one hell of a country. We used to be one hell of a country. And it's come down to Biden versus Trump. That's astonishing. That's just astonishing. That's a pretty sad state. It's just astonishing. Well, I I let my, I don't know, I was really apathetic for for the last presidential election, so much so that I didn't bother voting. 
Uh, that will not be the mis- uh, mistake I make this time. I will be voting, and uh, there's a very clear choice there. Kanye? Uh, you know, even if, even if it's a hold your nose and vote, vote, uh, I'll be voting. You're going Kanye. The most interesting, <laughs> the most interesting question <laughs> is to watch who Biden picks for his running mate because yeah. that's going to be the president. I got to tell you, you know who impressed me so much the last week? The Fisha? governor of South Dakota. Oh, she's a. I will vote for her if she runs for anything. I will vote for her. She's doing to Minnesota what I want Melvin Carter to do to Minneapolis. Yes. She is saying to Minnesotans, uh, you want to come over? We're not going to hound you with rules and regulations that are undue. We're going to make your path easier to operate, run businesses. We uh, we love our country, and <laughs> we're not. Talking. And I'm a Mount Rushmore is safe on my watch. How, and how do I, I get there? And, and that's the what I want. That's what I want Carter to say to Minneapolis. You sound like you're doing an ad for SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. <laughs> well, that she she's doing she's doing that she's yes. doing a, a a South Dakota development ad, which but which is brilliant because she'll be taken up on this. She'll be taken. I up think on so this. too. But when you hear her speak, don't you feel as though okay, I'm being led properly by someone that knows what they're doing? Mm-hmm. That's what's the your name? Is her name Christy? Christy Noam. Noam. Yep. Noam. Noam. No, I just I've heard her pronounce it Noam. Is it Noam? I think it's just Noam. Anyway. Yeah. And she's a very attractive woman, and she seems to have a, a little bit of garage logic running through her veins. Well, she's a farm girl. Okay, there the you pr- are. Come on, how can you? You can't get any better than that. She's Convince your wife to run, Rook, uh, Reeves. Yeah, that'd be the day, right? Yeah, she's forty-eight and from Watertown, South Dakota. Yeah, she got a family. Uh, well, she's married, she but I don't know if they have kids. Cassidy, Kennedy, oh. and Booker. Ooh, wait, Cassidy with the K. Get the horn. Get the horn. Uh, Kennedy conventionally spelled. Yeah. And Cooker? And Booker. Booker gets the horn. Yeah. Oh, boy. Like from uh, Good Times. Like Booker T and the MGs? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Reavers, you were gone over the fourth, so you don't know how many nights you would have enjoyed in your mosquito-free yard. Uh, oh, I did yeah. get back, though, and it was a treat to... Uh, to be able to sit outside over the weekend and uh, enjoy the backyard without getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. That's because you had the treatment by Mosquito Shield. That's right, brah. GLers at MoShield.com. They guarantee the elimination of your mosquitoes and ticks. They're GLers, Ray and Mike. They're a father-son team. They Their territory runs east of 169 all the way to the St. Croix and then north to Forest Lake and south to Lakefield. There's a lot of mosquitoes in that big box. There's a lot of mosquitoes in that big box. But these guys come out with a special juice. They spray that stuff, boom. You can't buy this stuff at Menards or Ace Hardware or wherever, Fratelloni's. No, this is their blend. This is their blend created by the founder of the company, and it works. And it works because they want you to choose when it's time to go inside or outside, not the mosquitoes and ticks. They... uh, continue their applications until the mosquitoes and ticks go dormant. Lots of mosquito season left. You can find them at MoShield.com M-O-S-H-I-E-L-D.com or call Ray and Mike at 612-619-1556 Enjoy the rest of your summer in a mosquito-free yard by MoShield. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Gio, as you're walking around your house, every time you flip the AC switch on, 
going, damn, what is this going to cost me? When it's 95 and muggy outside, but you need to make sure it's comfortable inside. Well, how would you like to not have an electric bill? The guys yes. at Live Wire Solar... They can help you save money with the custom designed headphone system <laughs> wait, wait, that you'll wait, never wait. be able to hear. Yes, okay. You, yes. All right. Yes. What? No. So if you're moving your microphone around during the spot, you don't have to pay your electric bill. It's I was stuck to death on the cord. That's okay. You know, the guys, Troy and Tim over, they're huge GLers. They love Jesus. when you're. Falling Stop down it. the stairs right now, and uh, <laughs> no, it's all good. They are good sports, and but better, they are good people because they are going to put together a program for you, a no obligation. It's a wonderful analysis of your building if you're a, a business owner, or if it's your home, doesn't matter. They'll put together an analysis and tell you how much money you could save by installing solar. It's live wire solar, and you can no upfront money. You can save so much money on your energy bill, no out-of-pocket costs, pay for it in four to six years with the money you save. This is legit. They are Midwest solar experts. They know all about additional local incentives that could save you even more money. So every time you get that energy bill, it's going to be gone. Almost immediate savings with LiveWire Solar. Call them at 651-688-2400 or go online to LiveWireSolarMN.com. Again, for that no-obligation analysis of your building or your home and a report, an official report on how much money you could save. All right, here we go. 651-688-2400. They are electrical contractors, so they are available for any electrical work as well. LiveWireSolarMN.com. Call them because they're GLers today. Ford uh, Motor Company uh, has some very woke employees who are demanding that the company stop making police cars. What? Oh, my God. I because, did not see this. What? Because, uh, because the police cars are uh, aid and abet racism, and therefore must be uh, taken off the market. And to, to his credit, the chief executive officer for Jim Hackett and Bill Ford said, oh, no, we're going to continue to make uh, police cars. Good. And uh, since the days of the Model T, we've been making police cars, and we do so to keep officers safe. And with improved technology, we would also imagine that this could help keep civilians safe. And you're absolutely crazy if you think we're going to stop making police cars, and they're, and they're not going to. So there's a little pushback in the news today. With the head of Goya Foods saying, I'm not apologizing for being polite to my host. And uh, Ford executives saying, we're not going to stop making police cars. The country needs police cars, and we're going to continue to make them. Uh, now I have that speech, that Ackroyd speech in Blues Brothers in my uh, head. It's got cop tires, cop yeah, suspension, yeah. cop, <laughs> cop, 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 cop. <laughs> you know what these employees said? Throughout our history, the vehicles that Ford employees design and build have been used as accessories to police brutality and oppression. The letter reads, according to an excerpt published by the Automotive News website, Jalopnik, as an undeniable part of that history and system, we are long overdue to think and act differently on our role in racism. Uh, the excerpt also says that a Minneapolis cop killed George Floyd, whose death sparked a massive win, next to a Ford police interceptor. The concerned employees reportedly want Ford to take action by July 15th. In response, CEO Hackett indicated that Ford won't be getting out of the market uh, while he condemned the systemic repression and racism evident in some law enforcement encounters. Hackett said the issues plaguing police credibility have nothing to do with the vehicles they're driving. Good. Well, of course no. not. Of course no. they don't. He, he can invite them to find uh, employment elsewhere. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, not to mention, it's not like the the industry of of vehicles is, is healthy right now. You know, they were bailed out a couple of years ago. Not Ford. Ford. Is I thought the only Ford one that, was. Nope. Ford rejected. Oh, okay. That. I'm sorry. Yep. But anyway, I just that's the last thing that you need to be doing is turning away any business right now. Well, not to mention that it's it's the reasons are absurd. Right. Uh, they're right. they're blaming yeah. the automobile. It's like people who would blame the gun. True. No, it's an automobile, you morons. That's feeding your family building those. Yeah, it's it's we're we're in a tough way, folks. We're in a tough tough way with. Uh, you can't let the failed academy off the hook either. Uh, you know, it's when just you th- Latin ignorance, Such. It's yeah. just pure, unadulterated dumb. What do you think back to these people like Bender believing that 911 calls are a point of privilege? You can only conclude. You can only conclude that this is the kind of gibberish she was exposed to in failed academies. Right. And the only job she's ever had. have She's only had the kinds of jobs you can't flunk. Just like in the failed academy now, there's too many classes you can take where you can't flunk. So there's no outcomes. There's no measurable way to determine achievement or success. And unfortunately, the citizens of Minneapolis are inundated with that kind of thinking. Their salon is, is bigger than the St. Paul salon, but make, most, make no mistake, they're both salons. And it's true that closer you get to the country's tallest buildings around the country... All over the place, all over America. I forget who had said this on Twitter, but something to the effect of, you know, with, there's the big debate now of kids are going to be going back to school in the fall. And it said something like, there's a silver lining of students not being brainwashed by the liberal indoctrination camps or some, something to that effect. Because all of these kids are probably going to have to stay home and, right. and distance <clears throat> learn again this fall. God, I hope that's not true. Uh, I there's got to be a way to get these kids back in school for the sanity of their mothers. Well, not to mention that it's having an effect on especially young kids. We can't get any dumber. Right. We just right. can't. We, we can't, we can't afford, afford to get any. We dumber. can't afford to get any dumber. That's well, a great line. Pl- pr- plus, Rook, you were telling me that participation is not really that high amongst no, a lot no, of the inner your city minority schools. kids. Uh, do not have maybe Wi-Fi at home. Don't know how to use the hotspots. Uh, they are receiving these tablets, and they're just there's there's not the support that they need. You, if you're learning from home, you need extra support, and that support, unfortunately, is not there for all those kids. It's really, it's I'm really afraid for those young kids that are in the inner city because they're set up for failure. It was hard enough in a in a white privileged school setup, but it's even it's multiplied by ten right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, is your boy. kid working? Oh. Rook? Yes, she's uh, fully employed. She gets her uh, teacher St. Paul school district check every two weeks. But she is she teaching kids? Is she uh, doing the distance learning? Uh, yeah, she did distance learning the for the rest of the year. And yeah. her team they they had a special plan that the three teachers that she teaches with in her grade kind of divvied everything up. A blessing for her is it was her first year teaching. If mm-hmm. she'd have been a ten year teacher, she probably would have been. What do I do? Mm-hmm. But she just uh, uh, adapted here, and she met with them. And that's the deal. She's supposed to meet with each one and every student. Not yep. every student signs up on the iPad to, to do the video chat. Are you reading? Are you doing your stuff? It's, it's very difficult. She was frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be a tough scene. It, it really is. And those poor kids. And 
You know, they don't want to be left behind. Perfect health there in the Perfect background. Perfect health right in the back there. Kenny just fell out hey, of his chair. He's giving me the, Kenny. He's giving me the thumbs up. He's Who was it? That's Patrick. He's, Patrick? Um, Where's he? As he said, don't worry. His temperature's over 101, so it's okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Honest to God. Uh, Lock Such. that door. Get him out of there. What? Joe, did you see the Star Tribune piece released at 1130 this morning by uh, Liber Janey? Uh, the headline reads, Troubled South Minneapolis Block Renews Call for Help from Police City Hall. The opening graph, until recently, Igland Ahmad hadn't cons- hadn't seriously considered moving from the 2900 block of South 18th Avenue, but when a 12-year-old boy shoved a handgun in her face during a robbery attempt outside of her home, the mother of eight decided she'd had enough. And it goes on to uh, list all the problems that's happening all over right now in South Minneapolis and the fact that it's getting worse by the minute, and yet the city council is going the other way. Yeah, I'm calling it up right now. I'm calling it up right now. And there's a couple of uh, sites on Twitter you can follow, these Crime Watch uh, sites that list almost every single call to 911 and every single call that the police respond to, and... You would not believe the constant violence and robbery and carjacking that is happening every single minute of the day in this town that is going unanswered. And, Kenny, I know that those guys that run that Twitter account, I know that they're they're fans of the show because they listen to us. I find that site just depressing. Yeah. What's the site? Crime Watch. A major problem can be identified here. Uh, As we consider... How ineffective and incompetent the people in the salon are. You will never hear from them a demand for behavior. You will never hear from them a demand for responsibility. You will never hear from them a demand for discipline because for a variety of reasons, they got themselves convinced in the salon that that would be an oppressive language for these people to hear. So they continue to be disingenuous and condescending to the very people who are ruining the city. And instead of demanding a moral and ethical clarity, they just aid and abet the failure after failure after failure. When it's when these that, that twelve year old needs to be taken by the scruff of his neck and given a good come to Jesus meeting, and uh, that's what Tim Christopher thinks, and that's what I think. And you will find no one in the salon who has the ability or even the reason to understand the impacts that have been that have been rained down on that city by the decline of moral and ethical integrity. Amen. Amen. I say amen. 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 They, they created the scenario in which this has happened. That's right. And they, they can't even see that. Nope. And, and instead of seeing the errors of their way, they're doubling down on the dumb. Yep. Yeah, it's a sad situation. Uh, uh, the Twin Cities have long been... You know, I, I think the quality of life in the Twin Cities has been great uh, for most people, but, but liberals have not accommodated any quality of life for people of color. They've not accomplished no, anything. They've, they've, they've not accomplished charge. anything. In 50 years, they've not accomplished anything. You see where Betsy Hodges wrote a piece in the New York Times, uh, a guest editorial in which she says, it's really hard for us white liberals to make anything happen. We just talk big, but we don't really accomplish anything. In a way, she was, she was being somewhat confessional, but she also sounded completely incompetent as, as she was. So 
honest to God, uh, the salon is full of the wrong people, and they're going to continue to get elected. Because what we learned from talking to Joe Anthony a week or so ago is that, you know, Lisa Bender got about, what, about 4,500 votes, and she's now the president of the city council. (laughs) I mean, this is nuts. This is nuts. Well, I don't know because I'm just seeing a headline here. Uh, our our gal Rashida Talib, Joe, is is in the news. I don't oh. know if you heard this or not, but she has proposed legislation to close every immigration detention center and federal prison. This means that the 1,900 illegal aliens charged and convicted of homicide last year would then be set free. Oh. So, I don't know what you're talking about. I think they all have our best interests in mind. I think so. I think so. (laughs) Wow. Hey, kids, you want to go to the park and play wiffle ball? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, we can't. No, we we could get sexually assaulted. Or we could get murdered. Yeah. But we virtue signalers who live around the park and hate America have vowed we'll never call the police because that would endanger black lives. No, it would help black lives. How about that? You morons. I got to get a car, you guys. What do you got? Well, quit what talking about it and do it already. I know where you Let's should go. go. I know where you should go. Where? Highway thinking? 36 and 61 in Maplewood. That's I want to know what you're thinking. What Schmelz you Country. I'm thinking... I'm, I'm thinking an SUV. I'm thinking I might go back to the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, or I got to look at the so new. Old. I got to look at the new Atlas Crossport <laughs> by Volkswagen. Right now, I could get that for 72 months, zero percent interest, with a deferred payment of 120 days at Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen Alfa Romeo and Fiat in Maplewood. That includes the new flagship, the 2020 Atlas Crossport by Volkswagen. And also, you can get zero percent interest for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. So all you got to do is go to the website at Schmelz and then arrange your own personal sales appointment. Keeps you nice and safe in the uh, pandemic age. You go to SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. Do your homework. Get all your stats and measurements and horsepower and all that neat stuff, options. Figure out what you want to test drive. Schmelz will have it ready for you, waiting for you for your test drive and inspection. Uh, it's probably going to revolutionize the way the automobile industry works. Call Schmelz Countryside at 651-243-4316. And remember, just go to those three great websites, do your homework, and uh, set up your own personal sales appointment. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. The 2020 Patriot Ride is back, but it's going to be a little different this year. This year, you build the team, you pick the route, and then you ride. And I guarantee you, this will be the most epic Patriot Ride ever. Click on PatriotRide.org. The Patriot Ride, it's always been about thanking our veterans, recognizing our servicemen and women, and honoring our fallen soldiers. Through the years, countless people have helped bring the community together to show their true patriotism. You can't overdo that sound effect there, buddy. Wow, a lot of stuff going on <laughs> behind there. Nothing shows your true, true patriotism like a good, loud 
bike. Yeah, Throughout the years, countless people have helped bring our community together to show their patriotism. GL, we here want to thank the organizers, volunteers, riders, supporters, every person that's been along throughout the years to help this out. Now it's our turn to show them what we've learned by organizing our own teams and routes. The dollars raised by the Patriot Ride, as always, benefits the Minnesota Patriot Guard, Minnesotans Military Appreciation Fund, and the Minnesota Chapter of Tribute to the Troops. I want you to head to PatriotRide.org for details and to register yourself, your team, or just donate. That's PatriotRide.org. Here they are. Take off, fellas. Potato, 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 potato. Uh, only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, it's time for a time for Thomas Lyman's on this date in Minnesota history, July 13th. J. Henry Suchere was born on this day in 1917. That means he and JFK, if they were alive, would be what, 103? Yeah. 103. They'd be walking pretty he, slow. Was yeah. he the one born in a sod hut? No, that was his mom. Oh. His mom was born in the Sod Hut. I'm, I come from the prairie, Kenny. I, I, I come from uh, farmland. Yeah. Uh, true Minnesota roots. On this day in 1891, Faribault begins requiring dog lessons. Uh, dog licenses. Licenses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go to, the next, go to the next one. Just go right to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'd like to buy a dog a lesson. I got to get a lesson. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Bring it, park it right over there. Yep. You can leave that running, baby. baby. Uh, I was also on this day that the steamer Sea Wing, carrying a large party and towing a barge, uh, went over on Lake Pepin. 25 individuals managed to clamber back on the boat, but a few hours later the boat turned turtle again, throwing the survivors back in the water. By the time the boat and the barge are driven ashore, 98 individuals had drowned. Surprisingly, no one on the barge was hurt. Wow. 18... I was on, on this day in 1890, and I have a wonderful email from a CI girl who writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. Long-time listener, second-time emailer. The first was to clarify the pronunciation of the Minnesota towns of Askoff and Finlayson, which you butchered. Well, I, I, don't butcher, I don't butcher town names in Minnesota. Do you think it was height? It's Askoff, right? Yeah. And Finlayson? Finlayson. Finlayson. Yeah, you would say it faster. Finlayson. Askoff and Finlayson. This was back in the days of radio, so there was only... Sounds like a radio team, doesn't it? Good morning. Right. Hey. Askoff and Finlayson. I'm Andy Askoff. (laughs) Squeezing your orange juice in the morning. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. I don't either. I don't either. She writes, this was back in the days of radio, so there was only a small window of opportunity to catch your show. No idea if you received my email or even read it. Well, honey, I don't either. That's a long time ago. I consider myself... honey. I consider myself a GI girl. Perfect health woman. I often reference your show to the people I work with, some of whom are already GLers. I've even turned a few millennials onto you, which makes me proud. Anyway, I wanted to write to you to thank you for teaching me about garage wood. I never knew that was even a thing. I've never heard of it, but it makes complete sense. Now I know why my father and brother always had it lying around our garage when I was growing up, always having the right thing at the right time, and my husband has it in his shop. Another lesson which I will get to in a moment. I felt proud that yet again I learned something here by accident than elsewhere by design, 
But not until later that week did I realize just how much. I was sitting at the campfire at my sister's cabin. My chair was at an uncomfortable angle due to the uneven terrain, completely ruining the moment. Who can concentrate on relaxing when you're constantly adjusting your chair? Suddenly I remembered there was a random piece of wood in the bed of my pickup that my husband would never let me get rid of, but never told me why. It was perfect, an old 2 by 4 about 4 feet long, the perfect size to put under the front legs of my chair, level, stable, let the relaxation begin. Genius! But the real moment came when my nephew asked if he could throw it in the fire when I retired for the evening. Oh, oh hell oh. no! That's my oh. garage wood, don't you dare! Second lesson, the husband's shop. I've become a bit of an avid gardener over the years and needed to carve out a small area to store my gardening equipment. Oh, I'm seeing trouble here. I innocently thought if I just organize his stuff a little bit, oh. I could easily just oh. use this one little storage rack for my stuff since he has so many. Well, I didn't stop there. I organized the whole shop, workbench and all, nuts, bolts, power tools, motorcycle helmets and vests, car washing products, all categorized and making perfect sense. It was a great accomplishment. I couldn't wait for him to come home and see all the hard work I'd done. Two words, not happy. Pretty sure this was about 10 years ago now, and I could not understand until your June 23rd and 24th podcast why he would never, ever let it go, ever. Double frying pan upside the head moment. Garage wood and never mess with a guy's garage. Please don't get me wrong. I am not, repeat, not an FFLF woman. Yes, you are. You female fun limitation factored him. Come on. Who is it, Carol? You're a, you are an FFL. She said, I encourage it. She encourages the FFL. Okay, Carol, Carol, brief timeout, right, brief lesson. On, Carol, the, check this out. The female fund limitation factor is an act co- committed by a female spouse that, uh, that, however unintentionally, completely disrupts a crowning or achieving moment that the male is experiencing in the garage. For example, he's restored that 57 Chevy small block, and this is the first time he's going to start it, and you stick your head out the door and say, dinner's on. That's Ooh, female fun yeah. limitation factor, FFLF. Or, or Carol, you, you get a fresh new eight inches of snow, and you, uh, with the husband at work, you decide, I'm going to go do the driveway. No, you oh. female fun limitation oh. factored him. So, oh. again, thank you and to the guys for knocking some sense into my head that my husband could not. I'm sure he is grateful to you as well. After all, he was the one who turned me on to you in the first place. Keep up the great work, and I am forever thankful you went to the podcast instead of radio so I can listen to your show in its entirety and on my own time. Good luck, Carol, in God's country, Brainerd Lakes. P.S. Can we please light a fire under the boys and get that GL flag thing figured out? I need one. It will fly nicely beneath the American flag on our newly erected flagpole. I've attached a photo to prove desperation, and she did, and she has a lovely, lovely flagpole with a lovely American flag and would be proud to fly the GL flag, which we really, really need to get serious about. Uh, is anyone there? I'll have to do it. If you want something done, I guess you got to do it yourself, right? I'm with you on that. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> why don't you? Uh, yep. Yeah, let me know. Uh, let me know how me your progress that. is. Right. Speaking of FFLF and female and uh, fires, I have a little story from last week when we were off. We decided to have the nephews over to our place for some fireworks shenanigans, blow some stuff up, and uh, show them how to start a fire redneck style. Uh, redneck style is you get the big big logs, you pile them all up, a bunch of kindling, you throw it all in the fire pit, 
and then you dump a bunch of Boy Scout water on it, and then you stand back Boy and Scout with, water. with <laughs> Roman candles, you shoot uh, Roman candles at it until you hit it, and it explodes, right? Yep. Boom. So we've we've put the wood in, we've put the kindling in, and I'm applying two and a half gallons of Boy Scout water. <laughs> wow. And about a, a gallon in, I get the, Kenny, Kenny. Yeah. What, are, Kenny? Are you gonna? What? What are you doing? Oh. I dumped the whole two ga- two and a half gallons on, and then I threw the gas can in. Or, excuse me, the uh, Boy Scout water applicator in with it. Right. And then we had the nice big explosion, and then she learned. Too bad we error. don't have a sounder like that of a of an uh, explosion. She Boom. learned the error of her ways when she saw. The resulting explosion, which was God bless America, fan bleeping tastic. Wow, yeah, it was fun. Wow, it's too bad we don't have an explosion sounder, huh, Rook? Yeah, wait for it. Yeah, Yeah, look at that. And of course, what happened to our one? My uh, fourteen-year-olds learned a, a valuable lesson on how to start a fire. How much Grunhofer do you think got consumed over the 4th of wait, July wait, wait, weekend? Wait, wait, stop. Stop. Yeah. Confession time. Oh. Yep. Um, my brother-in-law has some property up in Hugo. Yeah. And Gabe had to remove some brush for him. He was working for him this weekend. Yeah. So after uh, I had to drive him up there on Saturday morning, and I made a stop. And I. And uh, you didn't take I us into consideration. I selfishly did not uh, take yeah. any of you into consideration. <laughs> and I dropped um, $110 on acquiring. So I bought for everybody, basically. Did they have any meatloaf? They did have. I got a meatloaf. I got a tri-tip. Nice. Uh, I got some Parmesan garlic brats. Tomahawk ribeye steaks? I didn't, but I got some shrimp garlic skewers. Yes. They were five, $5. You throw oh. them on the grill, it's oh. like you're... Po- it, was, it was a really good trip. And you're not even a shrimp guy. I'm not. I did it for the wife. Yeah. You're, the you're, you're talking about Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. It's the uh, GLer's preferred palace of delectable delicacies. Yes, I got ordered. Is that a word, delectable? Delectable? Yeah. Delicacy? I ordered bacon, thick cut. They cut it right there for me, half oh. a pound. Oh, oh. Double oh. smoked. What, did you see Spencer? Uh, he was not there, but I did to let them know that uh, I did stop by and say hello. I bought some rookie burgers. He's grinding out uh, 500 pounds of meatloaf at a time. The poor guy, the shelves, this was uh, it's Saturday afternoon, so most of the people so, had already uh, been So stop, stop, please. Uh, are you talking just uh, two days ago or the Saturday or the 4th? No, I'm talking two days ago. Two days ago, all right. And so they're still going strong. He can't keep up because the Saturday morning and early afternoon people already came through, and it's just like they, they raided the place uh, because the, the shelves were thinning out wanna, due to so much I business. I want to be a franchise hole. I, I want to I have a franchise. I, I wonder if he'll expand. I think I, I want to open a, a Grundhofer's uh, West. The whole reason it's a success is because he has kept it as his personal meat cutting emporium. Uh, he's not going to trust you, right. Spencer. Spencer is an artist. Right. He's a he's an orchestra conductor. Really? You're going yeah. a little too far. I don't think uh, he likes no, that no. classical much music. A, Seems like a rock and roller. A, you're not a career counselor, are you? You're not really. <laughs> kind of a not really. <laughs> Well, we thank Spencer and all our gang that uh, advertised with us. And uh, amen to that. Uh, we're back. We're uh, we're fine. Nobody shot any toes off or anything. We're all good. No, but you know what? I almost did. Hmm. So Frat calls me uh, about a week ago because he had heard me talking about wanting a smoker. 
right mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. on on the show and mike said mike's a daily listener so he says mike's big on he's one of weber's most you know prominent customers he does a lot of business with weber grills yeah he said you got to try the smoke fire smoker from weber got yeah. one brought it up to my house i'm never gonna grill again i'm really? only gonna smoke it's it's incredible. Rook, you were... Smokers are fabulous. You were dead on when you were telling me about yours the other day. So I, I said, Fred, I got to have one. What, 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 what are we going to do here? So the smoke fire from Weber, it's outstanding. I used it on Saturday night. Wonderful. So oh, it's, you're saying I shouldn't turn one of my old refrigerators into a smoker? No, no. you should. No. no, no, you should. You should. You should. Just for the hell of it, I want to see it. You get that nice enamel taste that peels off <laughs> when the, it uh, melts. Right? The, when the appliance melts. <laughs> All right, gang. Thank you, GLers. Good to be back. Yes. It's really nice to be back, and uh, we're rocking and rolling, and nothing has changed. If you want to check out a Minnesota podcast, PodMN on your smartphone or PodMN.com on your computer. Get you all the great Minnesota podcasts that are out there. Uh, Royce's podcast. Uh, Reavers has got that uh, beer. Uh, what is it? The uh, beer show. The beer show. We got some back podcasts you may not have listened to. Inside Garage Logic is there. Garage Logic, Table Talk, and so many more. Check them all out at PodMN. And we would like to thank Frats for their sponsorship, as well as SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Great people. Fewer taxes, higher profits. Sioux Falls Development. 